0: I cracked
1: open himself. Hello yeah. and welcome to this week's episode of Uncorked with Funny Wine Girl. This is Funny Wine Girl, aka Janine Luby. And uh, I cannot believe we're rolling through November. I know I say this every week. You guys probably get tired of hearing it, but it's just like when you're always planning ahead, it just seems like time is just moving so quickly. So before you know it, we'll have Thanksgiving and Christmas and Hanukkah and all those wonderful, you know, we'll be making our New Year's resolutions, which, you know, I kind of laugh about those. I was just talking about those the other day. Not that I think they're funny because I think anytime someone wants to make change is really valid and important. It's just that we don't have to do them at one time of year, just because, you know, it's, it's habit, right. And the social and media will be talking about it, you know, the news media, but you know, it is important that we make changes whenever we're ready to make them, but that's not what today is about. So this week, um, Mm -hmm. I always share how I know my guest and if I don't know them, how they came to be a guest. So um, this week, my guest is Maggie McGregor and how I found Maggie was basically on Instagram. She is style mag daily. And I just, I saw her posts and I forget, we just started following one another and I love her fashion posts. She does different uh, videos and she is in the Scranton area. So of course I love that. I see where she posts from and I'm like, Oh, I know that corner. I know that street. And she posts about different clothing she's wearing, but she does more than that. And she has a blog that is style mag daily and it covers more than fashion. So we're going to talk about a lot of different things, but especially with the holidays coming up, we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, what you can wear. That's fun. Throwing an outfit together, all those different things. And whatever Maggie has on her mind, because I know she has great style and fashion. And I love what she's been posting. So welcome, Maggie. Welcome. Thanks for joining me here. Yeah. So excited to be on. Well, and I, we talked a little bit before I hit the recording. So you do, um, you know, you do the style mag daily and and we'll talk a little bit more. It's more than just fashion, but before we get into that, I really only know you from Instagram and seeing what you've been posting. Would you mind just telling me a little bit and also so the listeners get to know a little bit about you, a little bit about yourself, your background, whatever it is you want to share, if you're from the area, what, you know, what your background's in and just tell me a little bit about yourself.
0: Yeah, my name is Maggie McGregor and I'm a fashion stylist and um, a fashion stylist does a lot of different things. That's why it's such an interesting job. Um, I can have so many different roles and um have jobs under the umbrella of fashion stylists that include being a columnist, being a fashion columnist, being a costume designer. Um, all those things are what make me good at my job. Um, and uh, I wanted to start my blog and write about kind of like costume history and fashion. And then Kate Spade died. And I said, F it, we're talking about mental health and we're talking about what matters. And I don't like to preach. So what I really try to focus on and do is talk about my experience. So it's my experience with mental illness and mental illness is an uncomfortable word for a lot of people, but it's not something we have to be afraid of. And the more we say it and normalize it, the less the stigma will be uh so that's an important thing I think to recognize um but yeah I'm a fashion stylist with an anxiety disorder and major depressive disorder and I'm happy to offer advice I'm really I'm happy to offer what helps me and that's what I do on my series on Instagram um I'm not a therapist, but I go to therapy, which I think,
1: um, listeners will of your podcast might, might enjoy. Absolutely. So, um, a couple of things I do want to ask you just first, uh, and thank you so much for sharing and being open. And I have had a lot of different guests on my podcast who've spoken about, um, you know, their bipolar disorder, um, you know, different, different topics we've talked about related to mental wellness. And I am so happy to share stories so that people out there know they're not alone and that we can remove the stigma. I'm always happy to talk about that. But before we get into that, um, tell me a little bit, are you from the area and did you see yourself always getting into this kind of uh, field? Yeah,
0: I'm from Scranton. I grew up, um, I grew up actually, we lived in the Hollywood section of Dunmore. And then we moved to the house my parents currently resided when I was about 10 or 11. And I'm one of six children. I'm the second oldest. So that um, I always knew, like, I always had a lot of responsibility and took that role very seriously. And it um, really helped shape the person I am today. Um, But um, I'm very close with all my brothers and sisters. They're all coming in this weekend. And um, I live on the same street I grew up on but I live downtown now in the Connell building and um, I love it downtown. And um, yeah, I use my studio space um, for my work and for my play. And um, I always loved fashion, but I didn't really think it was a career because I think we don't see that a lot in this area. But once I left this area and took a class at FIT, Um, I was just like hooked and there was no taking me away from it. There was no going back. I absolutely had to pursue fashion and that was the way it was going to be.
1: So you talked a little bit when you started, uh, in the opening there about, you mentioned Kate Spade and for folks who may not be familiar with her and what happened, tell us a little bit about that and how and why that meant something to you. So, um, Kate Spade was a really inspiring, um, fashion
0: designer. She had, um, an accessory line and a clothing line, um, but she was someone I always followed because, um, her bags had a really big moment, like, when I was growing up, like, my mom, like, really wanted a bag, I remember, for her birthday. And I remember going to Suburban Casuals and picking out that bag with my dad. And it was so special. And I remember there was an article in the New York Times, and she had been at a fashion job she hated. And she came home one day, she quit her job, and she started sewing her name, like her, like a tag, on the outside of purses, which hadn't been done before. And now we see it all the, ta- all the time. But um, that had been kind of like her claim to fame and um, she sold her company and I didn't really know a lot about her as a person, but she did complete suicide um, maybe seven years ago and it kind of rocked the fashion and like entertainment world Um, because just like such a beautiful woman who inspired so much beauty created so much beauty um died and um did not have to um like these deaths um while a lot of mental illnesses are fatal they can be treated and it was just um it was it was just so distressing that she lost her life And for me, I immediately went down the road of advocacy and trying to change the stigma in our culture.
1: Yeah. And I do remember when she, uh, when she passed and it was, of course, it was huge news. Um, As you said, she was a style icon and I didn't even realize until she died that her brother is David Spade, who's a comedian. And I had no idea. I mean, their names are the same, but I did not know they were related until, until she passed. Um, But, you know, even though it's, it's all, you know, the celebrities that will, that will pass and they have mental illness, we still have this stigma. Unfortunately, it's just, I don't know why we haven't removed it yet. And I think that is, you know, part of the issue no more than with substance use disorder as well. There's that stigma why people are sometimes afraid, ashamed, or they don't want to be judged. And unfortunately, that that can be a problem from keeping them from seeking the help and the treatment they need or from talking to friends and family about it. Um, Tell us a little bit about your... You you mentioned the Instagram stories and the I'm not a therapist, but, you know, you go to therapy. Tell us a little bit about what inspired that and what is your message when you're posting those?
0: Um, I just came into therapy one day, really well dressed with something to say. So, um, I just gave my phone camera to my therapist, sat down on the couch and well, actually I was standing in the first video and I remember it so clearly, and um, I just offered, like, advice, like, I offered some a skill that had helped me, and I got, it resonated with so many people. The feedback I got was unbelievable in my messages and in the comments, and um, I was just like, wow, this is really important, and this is something I have to keep I have to continue to do. And um, luckily, I've been compelled to do it since the start. So um, I haven't, like, run out of topics or anything. Um, Yeah, and I'm excited um, this Thursday to talk about action plans. Um, So any listeners who haven't uh, viewed the series before, you might want to jump in for holiday action plans and it's not something I really, like, plan around because it is, like, my therapy session. <laughs> but, um, like, it is just something we kind of have fun with. And if, if I have something to say and there's brevity to it, then we go for it. And there's no edits. There's no, like, even visual edits. It just is what it is. That's my real therapist's office. That's where I sit. That's the bag I bring. That's the drink I drink.
1: It's all real. Now, what does, let me ask you, what does, uh, and without giving any private information, but what does your therapist think of this?
0: Oh, she thinks it's amazing. She thinks I'm amazing. (laughs) She really, really does. She's my biggest cheerleader. And if your therapist isn't your biggest cheerleader, you need to find someone else. So she thinks that it's fantastic she's happy to do it she's comfortable doing it um being on the recording end um but she's inspired by the fact that I took the bull by the horns and said no more
1: yeah that's, well, that's fantastic. And you're right. You do need someone in your corner, especially when you're going to therapy. Uh, I know currently I don't, but years ago I've, I went a couple different times and I probably saw, uh, I didn't go consistently, I will say, but I probably saw maybe five different people. And, uh, you know, I didn't really find the right one. Kind of like I joke about not finding I'm a runner. I haven't found a sneaker that I'm like, oh, I'll wear nothing else, but this sneaker, you know, or, you know, Uh finding I'm not married. So it's like, haven't found the right sneaker, the right man or the right therapist through the years, but (laughs) it's important to keep looking right. To find the right fit. I think, well, they say it
0: takes three to four with therapists. And if you're a unique person, it's going to take more than that so if that's the average i would say five to seven and maybe you'll find maybe you will find the right person for you um but i you should know that's not unusual
1: um for the average person it's three to four that's the statistic i've heard yeah And I believe that. I mean, let's face it; you're not gonna. With men, I don't know. I don't know the statistic with that, but. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like anything, you have to find someone. Especially, I mean, when you're in therapy, you're talking about you're being vulnerable you're sharing. So you really do need to feel comfortable with the person. So I'm, I'm thrilled that your, your person is the right person and that she's very supportive of what you're doing. And I am sure, like you said, the comments that you've received, you're impacting other people's lives and, and making a difference with, I, I think that's great. I think that's amazing. Um, tell us a little bit about, and you also mentioned, so your blog, tell me a little bit about the style mag daily and it's not just about fashion, but you do, you mentioned before I hit the record button about authenticity. Can you talk a little bit about that? Is that tied to you and sharing however you're feeling?
0: Yeah. And it's
1: just sharing my authentic
0: experiences because like not all life's experiences are feel good but they can be super chic. Okay. So it's just like about tying it all together and finding that grain of humor, because Jean, if you don't laugh, you're going to cry. So it's just kind of about like, like the summary of like what happened or what occurred. And um, yeah, just kind of like the feelings that I felt and, um, when I read it back to myself at the end, um, like usually I know if I did, or did a good job upon, uh, upon completion. Um, but when I reread it, I'm like, is this going to resonate with people? Um, yeah, sometimes, you know, sometimes you don't know, but, um, yeah, uh, it's just my, my, my experiences.
1: Yeah. Well, and I love what you said there about if you don't, I mean, if we don't laugh, we'll cry. And I am all about like with my business and everything, all about promoting the powerful and healing power and uplifting power of laughter and humor. So I do think that is so important. You have to, you have to find humor in your pain points to get through it. You know, we can't just be, you know, upset or, or crying all day. You have to find the humor to keep moving forward, whatever it takes. Uh, And I love that you're being transparent and authentic in your, uh, your blogs and in your posts on Instagram. I think, I think that is so important for people to be able to relate to. Um, Let me ask you, and this is just a specific question I had, I was scrolling through. And as I mentioned to you to before I hit the record, I admit it. I only like read snippets of your blog, but at the top, I saw one that you had written. I think it was only a, a few years ago, actually, 2019. And I just saw something about an Opal cocktail ring. And I wanted to ask you, maybe because I know you probably know more about the history of things do you know why we call them cocktail rings I'm just curious I saw you sitting there looking very chic and the article was about cocktail it mentioned a cocktail ring and that just intrigued me (laughs) no and actually I did a lot of research um
0: about cocktail rings like for that article and I don't know why we call them cocktail rings, but I do know that cocktail rings were supposed to be a sign of women's independence because it's not um a wedding band, it's not an engagement ring, and it's not worn on that finger, your like left um ring finger. So um I I learned a lot about them, but I don't know why the name is the name.
1: Okay. Well, that's but interesting. Was a, I I didn't yeah. know. That. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I didn't know that about the women's independence. That's interesting. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh yeah. No. So
0: I um <laughs> um, Cardia love bracelets, which are very popular now. They're a status symbol. I think we could call we could say. Um, initially they had to be bought in a pair, and a man wore one, and when a woman wore the other. And they were only, like, so they were only sold in a pair. So if you were a single woman, you couldn't wear it. So, like, um, cocktail rings were something. And I I think in the article, I called them right-hand rings. Um, they're, um, yeah, they were, they were something that came about so that, like, a woman could go and buy something for herself. A jeweler would sell it to her and not like ask why. Um so um yeah I love I loved that um photo shoot. I love that piece. Um yeah we got that opal ring um comped and that was I still have it.
1: It's great. That's awesome. And like- my aunt was
0: a jeweler.
1: Oh nice. Um and a lot of the a lot of the rings I'm
0: wearing, most of the rings I'm wearing in that photo shoot um are were hers. Um she passed away, but um she is very close to me, and um what she was and remains very close to me. and um I wear her jewelry all the time. This uh necklace she made for my sixteenth birthday. Oh, uh, wow.
1: it's a string of pearls. Um, that's so nice. Yeah. I think jewelry is so special to have from a loved one who's passed on. I mean, I have a couple pieces of my grandmother's jewelry and it's just, it's so sentimental. I just love it because I think of her whenever I wear it. So that must be, that's a really nice thing to have your aunt's uh, rings and everything. That's, and now I'm gonna have to go back and I'll admit I only skimmed the article. Now I have to go back and read the whole thing because that is so interesting. I mean, it's fascinating uh, the historical, uh, is significance and importance that probably so many of us don't know the story behind jewelry or clothing. That's so fascinating. I was listening to, I think it was Jonathan Van Ness's podcast, and he had a woman on talking about different, different things like pockets in clothing for women, like all kinds of different things throughout history that I was like, I was fascinated. There's probably so much we don't know about the origin of certain styles. Uh, does that, is that something that interests you?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what I thought the blog would be about. Just didn't end up being about that. Um, But I have a background in costume. And it just felt like when I found costume and learned what costume for theater was about, um, I was like, this is like me. Like, I knew that what I wanted to do with my life was contemporary fashion. But I was like, my, a lot of my mom's family, they were history majors in college. And I was like, this is the history side of me. This is the art side of me. It's all about these messages that clothing sends and jewelry sends and studying that was just like decoding this giant puzzle. And I loved it. And I, to this day, I can't get enough books about costume. Um, I had an incredible um, t-shirt and she is still she's not like a full-time professor at the U but she does a lot of costume for the theater department at the U and that's where I learned about costume and that's why I was trained to be a costume designer
1: that's really cool is there any is there one thing in particular or one particular costume or story behind a costume that is your favorite or really inspires you Um,
0: I mean, I designed a show called Miss Julie and, um, the show is, is pretty heavy. Um, but the whole process, um, like it, it totally consumes me when I work on a show. Um, like to the point where I'm just questioning fundamental things about me. And um it's just I take everything apart and put it back together. Um and uh yeah, Miss Julie was like a great experience for me. But um like I can't say the costumes like are like um couture. <laughs> okay. Um so they're not like you wouldn't see things like that like on a runway and also like it's educational theater so it's low budget um but uh yeah I gotta say like I feel like I did a really great job making the actors feel like their characters um and uh yeah there's a version of Miss Julie that is um stars Jessica Chastain and um it's a little bit Different from the play,
1: but anyway, um, yeah, that's Miss Julie. (laughs) Very cool. Do you find yourself when you are watching, whether it's you know a theater that you're not involved in, but you just go to see a play or movie, do you find yourself picking now? I won't say picking apart, but making notice of
0: oh my god,
1: all the time. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, it's like I'm constantly ruining the end of a movie because I can see these messages that the costume designer and director are sending with the clothes. So it's just like, it's an amazing thing, but I'm also like, you ruined me. Like, I can't watch a show or can't watch TV. I love reality television now because like there's no messages being sent through (laughs) that. But like- just tv like i remember watching the good wife and just everything she wore was so intentional and everything uh, like alicia the main character and then diane like her associate um and those were some great suits and great fashion moments and then like of course like I mean everybody loves Carrie Bradshaw and her or at least her clothes and um I remember studying the amazing do- job Patricia Field did in Carrie with Carrie's character and her friends' characters and um I never mind the nights that I can't fall asleep and I'm just watching reruns of Sex and the City on the E channel because I learn so much from it every
1: time wow And that's so interesting because I think we all pay attention to like, so I'm a word nerd and I went to school for journalism and stuff. So I, (laughs) it drives me nuts when people like when I, when I see things on social media all the time, misuses of grammar and stuff, but tell, I could never tell you uh, the story through someone's clothing. Like I really (laughs) like, that is so interesting because I would just be like, oh, that's pretty. I will say though, that Carrie of course was a fashion icon. Like I'm still picturing her too, like that pink tool and everything. Like Mm -hmm. she just had some really lovely outfits. Outfits and fun outfits and things that you you'd want to just like pay attention to for sure
0: yeah she had a really talented team and i think sarah jessica is just someone who worked really well with patricia um and um sarah jessica has an incredible sense of style um and you kind of have to have that combination because if you have an actor who's not really like submissive to your your vision um it it there's a lot of tension um so yeah you can tell they they must have been a great team um to accomplish what they accomplished and achieve the looks they
1: achieved yeah now I'm not someone I wouldn't say that I don't notice but I will say and I don't know if you watched did you watch the marvelous Mrs. Maisel um I I watched
0: a few episodes but not the whole thing but I loved watching in the news, in the entertainment news, um, the stills of her costumes.
1: They were, I mean, my gosh, the, the clothing in that was, I was like, wow. It was just so, like, she was probably one of the best dressed characters I've seen in a while. Like, the outfits were amazing. I just loved all of those outfits. They were great.
0: But what's amazing is people used to dress like that. Like, it's a time gone by,
1: you know? yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was, well, I mean, she also had a nice budget though, too. So, but, but she, right, definitely,
0: right. <laughs> she definitely
1: dressed well um, along that those lines, let me ask you, cause I know that was a while ago. Does it ever, do you ever think about, it, or does it bother you? Or maybe it's just everyone's style, do what they want. I feel sometimes like I'm sometimes disappointed that we don't dress up as much anymore. Like, you know, going to see a play on Broadway. I remember like 20 years ago, 25 years ago, it would be like, okay, you're going to see a play. You got to dress up a little bit. Now you've got people wearing shorts and flip-flops. And do you think there should be a certain decorum or do you think it's more important that everyone's just comfortable and they should do what they want?
0: I think there should be a dress code for everything.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love this. Okay.
0: Um, (laughs) Our Thanksgiving dinner is uh coat and tie. Wow. So, um, yeah. I So a few years ago, I wore a ball gown on Christmas. It was just like it was a tartan Ralph on skirt with a velvet top. And I was just like, this is what I'm going to wear. Yeah. <laughs> um, Yeah. So I dress for me and I'd say, I, I mean, of course there's days where I'm not put together, but, um, I don't really mind that the people around me aren't dressing up. I don't let it really determine, uh, what I'm going to wear.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's, I think I just, for me, and I, I agree with that. We shouldn't really care. We should just dress how we want to dress and not be influenced, but, I don't know. Sometimes I just feel like it would be nice. I kind of wish we have those times where at least, like everyone kind of is dressed up. You know what I mean? So it's not just jeans and shorts or whatever. But at the same time, I love that you're you're dressing up. That you have a dress code for Thanksgiving. That's awesome. <laughs> that's oh <great>. yeah. <laughs> How much fun is that? My gosh. <laughs> and so much of our personality can be shown through. I guess that's part of it too that I get disappointed because, you know, I think sometimes people uh, are just dressing so much for comfort. They're not really putting too much effort into it, and I think sometimes when you do, we we get to learn a little bit more about one another when you show us a little bit of your sense of style, you know. For sure, yeah, yeah. Um, so you went to an event, uh, and I want to ask you about it because I saw you posting on Instagram, and I saw your your video, and you looked lovely. Uh, there was a very kind of like I'll say fancy kind of event. At the Everhart Museum a couple weeks ago. Well, when this is aired, it will be a couple weeks ago. It was called Uncorked, I believe, and it was a lovely like dinner affair. I think with wine and everything. Can you tell me tell me about that and tell me about some of the outfits? Well, first, tell me about what how you chose your outfit, and then tell me about some of the fashions that you saw that evening.
0: Yeah, so um, Uncorked was a fantastic idea by a committee at the Everhart. Um, it was a fundraiser. And, um, it was a black tie preferred fundraiser. That was the dress code. Um, and black tie preferred, I actually wrote an article uh, for the event, um, about what that means. Black tie preferred dress code. Um, and, um, it was a wine pairing. There was a sommelier who ran the dinner and it was a four course dinner paired with wines. Um, so it was a really nice event. I, like, of course, <laughs> don't drink, but um, I still enjoyed the event thoroughly. And my look, um, when I find like a gown or like pajamas that fit and work, I go ahead and purchase them. Um, because when you get invited to an event that is like black tie preferred or black tie you're never going to find that perfect dress in time. So if I find a dress that I love or like, um, two of the gowns I've worn recently, um, I got from Ross Dress for Less. So it's just like, you never know where you're going to find really special things. And that the dress that I wore to Uncorked, I had for a few years. And um, so it was definitely like I had the, um, get it steamed very well because it had been hit, just hanging, um, and uh, had some folds in it. But um, yeah, I had it for years. I like loved it, and throughout the years, I had paired it with these black tool gloves with pearls on them. And I knew I'd wear it somewhere. I didn't know where. And then Encore came up um, with the opportunity to cover it for from a social media perspective. And um I yeah, I was
1: thrilled that I got to wear that that look. So what were um without you know naming people or whatever, was there any pieces that you were like, ooh, like that you re- were really interested in or what was the the general vibe of of the attire that night?
0: Yeah, a lot of people did short, which is fine. If that's what you're comfortable in, then um yeah, you should you should wear what you're comfortable with. But, um, yeah, a lot of people did long and I was really, um, impressed by that. Uh, I, um, yeah, there were a lot of stunning floor length or midi gowns. Um, my friend Elizabeth Karam was wearing, um, a beautiful floor length gown. She's pregnant right now but she carried herself very well. I do not know who her her dress was by, but she was wearing a Luster Lamb, um, like, jacket over it. Um, Luster Lamb is, like, um, uh, it mimics Lamb's wool, and it was used a lot in the 50s uh, for coats and, like, with minks. She was wearing, so she had a beautiful outfit, and my friend Melanie nasser riggy was wearing a mcdougall dress a mcdougall gown and it was stunning mcdougall's one of my favorite designers for evening wear and um she's tall and statuesque and um
1: i just thought she looked so beautiful wow those now, are there any, um, are they posting anything to social media? Like as far as the Everhart or do you have anything with your, with your blog that to show any of the, of the looks from the evening?
0: Um, they had a photographer there. So,
1: um, I posted
0: Elizabeth and Melanie in my stories, Oh, okay. um, which, so the, they will have been deleted by the, this time, but, um, when this airs. But, um, the Everhart has um the night logged with um a photographer. They had a really great photographer that night wow. um they posted some of uh they posted some photos of people on their Instagram
1: and um Facebook today. Oh, cool. So we can check those out and just take a look. It's always fun to look at, at fashions and see how people are dressed. Um, do you have, and I, I've thought of this just now, but I should have asked you earlier. Do you have a person who is your like style icon? Hmm.
0: Um, I really loved Carolyn Bissette. Um, like i was young to pay attention to what she wore but she was just cool and weird and always elegant somehow always elegant and um i loved that about her and um yeah um another soul gone too soon
1: yeah oh absolutely i remember actually i remember where i was when she and J F. Kennedy Jr., uh, John F. Kennedy Jr. passed uh from their plane crash. Yeah, she was a beautiful girl and she oh al- you're right, she always looked she always looked fantastic, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you. So you went to that event recently, the Uncorked. Um, this is a time of year when you know, even if you're not going to something like that, a lot of us will go to certain events and parties and things. And we talked before I hit the record button, I would love for you to share with us just some ideas or tips that you can offer the listeners for, you know, things to keep in mind or tips they can use when they're looking, you know, considering what they're going to wear to certain events, like whether it's a cocktail party or a Christmas party or, you know, an ugly Christmas uh, sweater party, whatever it is, what are some ideas that you could share with us?
0: Yeah. Um, I love like evening fabrics. So like, uh, like velvet, um, fur, uh, and like lace, um, tool. Um, those are all good, like words to think about when you're shopping, um, for Christmas parties or, um, holiday parties, um, and holiday show was like the Philharmonics holiday show was coming up and I'm really excited about the outfit that I'm going to wear to that um it's um always good We, we always see a lot of plaid at the holidays and I love plaid I'm wearing a tartan dress today um yeah so plaid is always um a great way to go we're not seeing it we're not seeing a ton of plaid in fashion this year but it's always like in style if you know what I mean so um that and I mean sequins you have to be like tasteful with sequins but I I love like a sequin number sequin pant a sequin blazer a sequin dress um yeah and beading um sometimes at Goodwills and consignment shops you can find kind of like uh dinner dance like pieces like separates and um i have a great like dinner dance beaded jacket from a consignment that w- was in Clark on it but it doesn't exist anymore and um i have an incredible beaded dress that i got at goodwill um that i wore last christmas eve and i didn't get a picture in it so i'm gonna wear it again this year and um take a picture
1: uh it's yeah, pretty incredible. Well, that's cool. It's interesting. You mentioned the tartan plaid and I see you wearing that. Um, one of my cousins, a distant cousin got married, uh, last weekend. And so my one cousin, it was interesting to watch all the, the men were wearing their, their black tuxedos. He had on a red tartan plaid jacket. Oh, (laughs) really? quite noticeable in that. And I have to bust him about that because he definitely stood out, but he looked nice. He looked handsome, but yeah, that's definitely something you think of for the holidays. It always looks nice. I think whether it's on a jacket or on a skirt or something or or a tie or whatever, that always looks nice. Um, is there any don'ts that you would say? No, I know we don't want to really give don'ts because everyone should dress comfortably, but you can overdo it right. With certain things around the holidays. sometimes maybe just a touch of something is better than wearing like all velvet or all beads right you kind of have to maybe look and see what you you know just take a look before you walk out the door
0: yeah yeah I'd agree um sometimes a little a little touch of something is better than um a whole outfit full of sequins or velvet or plaid
1: yeah yeah, I got I actually just got a a velvet jacket from I'll, I'll tell you Old Navy is is doing the glitz and glam these days. I bought a yeah. black velvet jacket and this silvery top. Um it I I it's not what I thought it was from Instagram. I got saw the ad, but I do like it and I think it'll be fun for the holidays.
0: This dress is from Old Navy. It's one of their holiday dresses. Um yeah, they're they're doing it right this season. Um uh, I love it.
1: Yeah. And I I think it's good too, that it's a good reminder that to look good and to wear certain things, it doesn't mean you have to have a high budget. I mean, old Navy is affordable. And I think they're really like recently I've been buying like their leggings and, and, you know, sweaters and I've found them to be pretty good quality and they're definitely reasonable. And then buying online, there's like always some kind of discount going on. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Um as we wrap up um, is there anything i know that i definitely want people and i will tell you check out style mag daily check out maggie's um, her instagram the uh, the uh, therapy sessions that what she talked about earlier, the little tips and, and advice, or a little you know motivation that she shares. Check out stylemagdaily.com, dot com, her uh, blog site. But is there anything else in closing that you would want to make sure people knew, whether it's about you or fashion or anything that you would want to to promote before we wrap up?
0: Um, I would just say remember, especially in the season, to treat people with compassion, um, because that's a look that never goes out of style, being kind to other people. Um, and I just think, um, we can really be like leaders in that way. Um, but yeah, uh, know that when you're being your authentic self, you always look good and, um, I just I was really excited to be featured in mom tonight. So thank you so much, Janine. Um yeah, and hopefully with the stigma with mental illness, um, just talking about it more and more and having sessions like this, um, we'll get there. We'll get there, um, lessening the stigma and um making people feel more accepted.
1: Yeah. And thank you so much, Maggie, for sharing. I mean, I think. The more that people are willing to say, yeah, this is, you know, I go to therapy and this is okay. Like it, it does normalize it, and hopefully, people listening, someone will listen, and, and you know, it might make a difference to them. I hope it will. And so, I thank you so much for that, and thank you for your tips and your fashion style. I can't wait to, I enjoy following you and seeing what you're up to. Uh, Not that, not in a stalkery, creepy way, but no, but no, I, <laughs> no, I encourage it, please. Oh my gosh, no, I
0: thank you for for following. Thank you to everyone who's following me. Um, yeah. Uh, and yeah, like I feel so special being
1: asked to come on tonight. So thank you for that. Oh, absolutely. It's my pleasure. And uh, now I always tell that to people when I'm like, Oh, I saw that on your, you know, your social media and I'm like, I'm not stalking, but no, I mean, (laughs) I think it is great. So again, check out Maggie on Instagram because it is fun to see uh what what advice she's giving what what she's wearing it's fun I, I mean sometimes you'll do a little walk through your neighborhood and it's like i love mm-hmm. that you're living downtown and downtown there are a lot of people it's they're working on that and there's a lot of uh, living space downtown a lot of people are moving back to downtown in scranton and i think it's great i look forward to i've a scrantonian my whole life and yes we have our problems but i am proud of the city and the people in it and what we've got the architecture the beauty everything so i look forward i'm excited about our future
0: oh so. me too and we have some developers really interested in making our area better so um yeah
1: absolutely yeah
0: scranton yeah, people yes
1: thank you yeah absolutely <laughs> i i i echo what maggie just said yeah definitely i think and i think there's even better things to come in the future so i hope you guys will sure. stay and and come and if you're not here now come on check it out we're close to new york city we're close to dc we're close to baltimore we're close to big exactly. cities
0: We've got great pizza.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if that's not enough, we've got great pizza and that's for damn sure. We absolutely have great pizza and we have great <laughs> people too. I would say absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So thank you again so much, Maggie. I do appreciate your time. And so folks be sure to check out Maggie McGregor's style mag daily. And I will put this information in the show notes, uh, in case you forget, and, you know, as you get ready to go out for the holidays, have some fun, even if it's not usually in your style, try it on, see if you like a little velvet, a little bit of beating, a little bit of sequence, you know, just, just try it on for fun, uh-huh. see how it looks. And if you feel good, that's all that matters. That's the main thing to feel good. And I love what Maggie said is as far as compassion and being kind, that will never go out of style. And that is so important because that's, that's not just an accessory. That's just a very, uh, valuable thing that we need to be doing doing and showing to people every day. So thank you for listening and check out the show notes uh, for the information about Maggie. And also I have my buy me a coffee link in there. So if you'd like to show some support for this podcast to help support what I do, uh, you can make a a small investment uh, or a big one. I'm not going to stop you. Um, But if you, (laughs) if you don't, That's fine. If you don't have the budget for that, as I always say, you don't have to do that to show love and support for this podcast. And for small, uh, podcasters like myself and performers, you can share it on your social media. You can write a review, tell a friend or foe or anyone, you know, because we could certainly use the love and the appreciation. And I would love that. So as I always say, I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart and the bottom of my wine glass.